Run your mouth, bitch. Yo, we out of our minds. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the uh, Run Your Mouth podcast. Don't fret, I've got like an hour and 15 minute episode with perfect quality. Gas Digital Studios audio quality with my good friend uh, Mark DeMeo, really funny comic, uh, lifetime uh, New York City police officer. So we talked about cop stuff, got some tips for you on uh, how to stay out of trouble if uh, you know, you're into getting into trouble. So we're going to do that in a minute, but there were some uh, news stories from the past week I want to highlight real quick and then we'll get into that conversation with Mark. So first is Matt Whitaker. He's the new attorney general. You know, people are giving him all sorts of shit in the media. And I'm here and I'm going to say that we need to stand together and support other bald men. Uh, you know, us bald men, we got to stick together. This is a guy, repeatedly, he tried running for public office. And, you know, the good folks at home, the voting public, they're not going to get behind a person like this. But luckily, government, they get to appoint officials into, uh, you know, high offices like this and promote equality so it's good to just see another balding man well he's totally bald out there in a good job and uh we're gonna at least this show we're gonna support him but really good insight into how to get a job with trump and that's you just got to be on the news complimenting Trump. That's all it takes. He's not looking around for who's the most qualified or anything like that. He's just watching the news and thinking who's out there saying good stuff. Like, Because that's how this guy got the job. He kept saying that the Mueller investigation was a sham. And I'm telling you, like, there's all this conversation now about how Trump was in on the payoffs to uh, like Stormy Daniels and the other women he was having uh, affairs with. I'm telling you, you want a job with Trump. You just got to be on the news being like, Trump was paid by those women to have sex with him. That's what really happened there. That's how in demand Trump is for his sexual prowess that women who are on Playboy have been paying him just to have sex with him. You guys have this story all wrong, and I'm telling you, Trump will be in the Oval Office like, why isn't this guy my chief of staff? Okay, where's that? That's the guy I want. Uh, So a little insight there. Next is I want to talk about Florida. How the fuck does Florida fuck up again? How does that, like, I understand a different state fucking up. I don't get how how Florida fucks it up. And I think what it is, is maybe, like, the old people are getting confused. Like, you know, maybe if they want to have more successful elections in Florida, they should just start designing the ballots to look more like bingo cards. Maybe maybe that's what they need. Uh, But the other thing is, can you imagine being on the losing side of one of these recounts? You got to basically get up and be like, listen, I know that I'm the rightful winner, but the people who were smart enough to vote for me are also the people really confused by voting ballots. So, you know, we, we got to fix the voting ballots. So my intelligent people who realize that I was the better candidate uh, should be able to. OK, you get what I'm saying here. The other thing is uh, like the whole thing about a strict deadline on, I guess, them determining a winner is dumb because you've already outed yourselves as fuck ups. Like you can't handle the process. Now you're like, well, we're going to get it fixed in two days. And let me tell you, if they're doing like a manual recount on a on like a deadline, if you got people like me on that, they're just going to be like, uh, yeah, the, the, the first guy won. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we counted all of them. Wait, the first. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the Democrat, the, the Democratic guy, he won it. We, we counted all of them. Uh, the other thing that blew my mind about some of these elections, I was reading that Republican Rick Scott spent $51 million of his personal funds into his campaign. And how can you vote for someone who's willing to spend $51 million just so they can work a job? Is there anything worse you could spend your money on than the privilege to work? I've got no respect for that. 
I, I got to question all your judgment. $51 million, go enjoy that. That's your money, you crazy bastard. Or, like, or start a charity. You really want to go help people? I feel like you could probably do more with $51 million by starting businesses in the community. Or, like, that, make, that makes me think that, you know, is this an insight into what these jobs are really worth? That someone who's wealthy will spend $51 million for that post? Is that what, like power is really worth to these people or are people who have these positions actually able to really kind of allocate resources to their friends and their businesses i don't know but it's weird that to me that someone would spend 51 million dollars of their own money just to be um governor and on that note there's this guy from jersey uh bob hugan i was reading he gave his campaign 28 million dollars and still lost and can you imagine that conversation with your wife you imagine that a 28 million and you lost like i can just see her being like what the hell is wrong with you can't you just get like a gambling addiction like some of your friends 28 million dollars all right that's it for the uh for the intro let's get into my conversation with mark DeMeo. funny comic good time catch you next week email me robsnewsroom at gmail.com uh let's get into it So usually on my show we talk politics. Um, uh-huh. That's usually what we do. Like we're, we're news and politics. We get into the grind. Uh-huh. However, you and I were having a great conversation about farting in police cars. Um, oh, and I should probably—it wasn't like you were arrested. Mark DeMeo, retired cop. Uh-huh. How, how long were you cop for? I was a cop for twenty years, from nineteen ninety-two to two thousand and twelve. And you walked the day you were like pension eligible, right? Twenty and out, man. That's so great. Uh, That's 20, the best feeling 20, to quit that day. <laughs> On my twenty, that would have been my yeah, my twentieth anniversary and a wake up, man. Do they know? <laughs> like, right down there. Is there a big drop off when it comes to pension day? Like, are there a lot of people that you know are just out that day? I don't know what the real figure is. I'm figuring it's about half or maybe less. A lot of people stay. They don't really uh, retire on the day of the way I did, but um, they stay a, a year or two, or maybe some stay twenty five. It's a it's scary, man, because you know it's something that you've been doing for twenty years. Yeah, you probably don't know how to do anything else, and uh, you don't want to go and start out at the bottom of uh, you know working at Home Depot. Yeah. you know what I'm saying in the aisles, which I'm not putting the job down at all, but I'm just saying for it a lot of cops the new guy. who were a boss. Yeah. Or we're in charge of other people. Now to go back into another job as a civilian, be on the low totem pole, having a, some you know some twenty year old kid telling you what to do, it bothers them. Me, I don't give a shit. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be a boss. I never wanted to be a boss. <laughs> I'm a follower, man. I'm not even a good follower. I'm always at the back. <laughs> you know that's the way I've always been. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be in charge of anything else except myself. That's why I want. I chose the detective path instead of be uh, taking tests. Because once you become a supervisor, then all of a sudden you're in, you're in charge of these other knuckleheads. I didn't want to be in charge of somebody like me. Yeah. Because I, I I wasn't where I was supposed to be, usually. Right. You know what I'm saying? Now all of a sudden, I'm looking around for this guy. Who knows what he's up to? Who's a, whose apartment is he in? What is he doing? I'm the same. I hate responsibility. I, I There's something nice about someone being responsible for you. Because then it's like, you're, you're still kind of in... I guess kid school mode where mentally you're like, what can I get away with here? It's a really it's somebody listen, else's problem. It's you're an somebody's immature problem. attitude, man. It's an immature <laughs> attitude. You know? Well, because I'm having a problem at work now that I'm my own boss and I'm too ineffective of a worker to be my like I'm wasting I my own time. I, 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 I want to waste somebody else's time. I hear time. those commercials on TV. I'm like, I would never take that job. Yeah. I would have to fire me on the first day. I hate it, dude. Because like <laughs> I'm ineffective. I'll waste half of a work day. And if I'm getting paid uh-huh. those hours, it's great. If that's my time. 
you know, I, I've Listen, just taken. I told his boss once. I used to work in the detective squad, and this guy had a habit. He was a lieutenant of ours. He had a habit of uh, whatever came down the pipe. You know, uh, you know. Let's say downtown calls him up, and they want to find out about this case. He'd come out there, and he'd, he'd look around the office, and whoever didn't look busy, he would just go up to you and say, "Do me a favor, run this for me." And run this mean go down the computer, do all these background checks. So the funny thing was, everybody on their desk would have a, like a, a little paper that they folded or something. This to is make a, it look like they were. Well, working. no, no, it would, it would say "busy right now, um, working on my my uh, my cases." You know, it was basically like a joke to to look for somebody else. So on this particular day, I got caught. Okay. You know, I got caught reading the paper or something. So I had to run something for him. It took me like 10, 15 minutes. Uh, I brought it back in there. Then he goes, oh, I forgot. Can you do one more thing for me? And I was like, yeah, all right. You know, I guess the way I said, yeah, all right. He was like, are you okay with this? Is it, you know, I said, listen, boss, I'm fine. I'm 100% fine. You're going to get eight hours a week out of me. You could take them all in one day. You could break it up two hours a day. <laughs> this is what you're getting, man. You know what I'm saying? You know, he laughed just the way you did. I laughed too, but yeah. I was dead serious, right. man. I, you're going to get to Listen, I challenge anybody, anybody, man, show me your work day. If you work in uh, an office or somewhere behind a desk and show me that you're doing more than two hours work, everybody does the same thing. You know what I'm saying? I had a job that um, we were basically, I mean, we were glorified telemarketers. If you were good at it, you got paid pretty well. But they monitored your time like that you spent on the phone. So like you were monitored to the second. There was no wasting time in that office. So naturally, I had to leave. Like That's I wasn't. Sick, yeah. I mean, I made money there because they forced me to work. But yeah. like literally every second of your day was monitored. It was crazy. Yeah, that's sick. I, I couldn't do a job like that. I love the police department for that. For that reason. I mean, there's a lot of, you can create your own downtime wherever you are. Yeah. Unless you're actually answering the radio. Right. Because you know, which is the backbone of the job. The emergency yeah, call. There yeah. Is, you know, and there's a way you to You can't like, be playing Pac-Man and someone calls that yeah, they got and shot. If you work in a busy like, precinct, you can try and, you don't want to even drag your feet because then you're also, um, somebody else has to pick up your jobs. Right. So if, if you, if you work in a busy precinct, but if you're fortunate enough to get out of that situation and get... You know, get onto a place where you're not answering the radio, um, you're not tied to something that you know, a, a phone or something like that. Right. Then you can kind of sort of create your own thing. You okay. Know what I'm so saying we're getting right into what I wanted to be this episode was um, more important than politics, but wasting time at work. Because uh -huh, yeah. what's better than that? Like, there's nothing better to me than those <clears throat> little office shenanigan things, the games that you play just to get through your your shit work day. I I always tell people I said. Um, how does it go um you know for 20 years um you know i was taking care of all my personal business on job time right it's the best and it's when you retire and you realize like wow man going to the bank sucks yeah do you know what i'm saying going to cvs sucks you know you worry about going to the doctor the day before how much time is this going to kill when i was working i didn't give a shit i was on the clock right <laughs> you know what i'm saying it's so, somebody else's time it's and the, the best only, yeah the only thing better than taking care of my personal business on job time was taking care of my personal business on overtime right I mean, that was winning brother that's when you can getting really... a free haircut making like $69 an hour. I feel like a champ, brother. Yeah, I still, I'm getting chills down my so spine even, wait, so just even, thinking about that. Even when it came to like overtime shit, they weren't really like keeping a watchful eye on it. They're keeping a watchful eye on it. And you know, there's a certain amount of work you got to do. Right. You know, and if, you, if you've done that work, 
But and then during the nine to five hours, they're not really. Then it's back to the normal workday. So if you work like it all t- depends on where you work. Like yeah. I said, if you were if you're if a slave to the radio, you're on the radio, you're answering calls. You know these guys love it, man. God bless them. You right. know what I'm saying? And they, a lot of them don't know any better. Yeah. I didn't like that. You know what I'm saying? I liked, you know, being a detective and being kind of sort of in control of, you know, what what was the number? Everything's about a number. Like if you work on patrol, like what's the number? Oh, we got to do 25 and 5, which is 25 parkers, five movers, one collar every every quarter. You know, okay, that's what it's we It's like a do. sales quarter. You're, you're that's held exactly to a number. That's exactly what you had. You yeah. got the number, you're a team player. You know, you do whatever you want after you got the number, but don't fall short of the number. Otherwise, we got to get on top of you. That's- so, okay, I, I, here's my question for you on that, because I, I had the same thing when I worked a sales job, and I was lucky. I figured it out that I was good enough at it that other people had to work significantly more hours than I did. Mm-hmm. I would hit my sales numbers, and then I didn't have, I wasn't held to like the performance numbers, and I kind of fucked off at work. Uh-huh. But other people, like they had, so were you like a better cop than other people that you could kind of be like, hey, I'm going to go out there for two days, I'm going to bust some people? I was and then- a team player. That's what I like to. I like to. If there was, there's always. So I don't phone, need the corporate line. There's always know, a like, phone call that follows you. Yeah. Like so, for example, you're going to work at somebody another place, right? Or you put in an application while you're being considered. Their phone call comes. What, what's about this guy Mayo? Is he all right? Yeah, yeah, he's good. He's a good dude. He's a good dude. He's a team player, man. He's on board. What What are you telling me that like whatever the number is, he's gonna make it. He's not, and he's not gonna be trouble for you. You know what I'm saying? And then there's and he's a not going to do more than eight hours a week, but the point is he'll get it done. He's not, hey, listen, he's no shining star. Yeah. That's another way to tell. Listen, he's no shining star, but he, right. he'll get you, you know, <laughs> he'll get you the number. He's not a do nothing either, an empty suit. I'm giving right. you all police terms right now. Okay. An empty suit is like somebody who's just going to show up. Yeah. Don't expect much out of him. You'll, and, you know, you might get the number, but. It's it's gonna be you're gonna be pulling teeth. So if, I, I, if people don't hit a number, does that mean they're being lazy? They're just not good at police work, or like, or how much are people just doing something aggressive that they know? Hey, this is gonna get thrown out in court, but they're like, I need a collar this month. Uh, well, listen, you know, in every job, there's gonna be people like you know, the, like you said, you you went no, in, yeah. and uh, you know, you were managed to get your work done in a certain amount of hours, and right. there was guys that had to stay longer, yeah. For whatever reason. And, um, you know, some months you might be hot and some months you're not. But, you know, it has to kind of sort of balance out. And if you're a, a useless, do nothing, uh, you know, you're always going to be struggling. So you how know? do they... Nobody but, wants that guy. How do they predict... They must have pretty good actuaries. Do they actually have someone who sits down and goes, okay, we look at the crime statistics in this area. We know how much crime is being committed. So... Like, if we're doing our job well, we should be able to bust X amount of those crimes that are happening. Or do they just kind of fabricate numbers? Because, like, how do they come up with, like, what was the number that you were usually held to in terms of, like, the amount of, like... I think in the squad, when I was working in the squad, it was two a month. Two collars a month, which and what kind of to, And what kind of shit were you, like... Well, I used to investigate burglaries and robberies. Okay. But don't forget, too, like, if I arrest... Um, so I guess if, I, burglary, if I close out a yeah. pattern... Like, um, it could be like three or four different robberies in a particular precinct. Right. You know, those are each arrest numbers. Or if there's these kids are uh, robbing people in a group, each one of those is an arrest number. So, for example, I pick up a group of four kids. Right. And I charge them with robbery. So you just okay? got four. And that's four collars. I'm good for You're two good months. You're good for two months. Yeah. That's I mean, amazing. I probably wouldn't. Um, so as I'm a probably cop, not going to sit back right there. Right. You know, I'll take whatever I can get. But if, you, if there is a month that you're coming up short or you got other sh- shit you're doing, Christmas, you don't really want to collar up or, and around the holidays, yeah. at least you're covered. You know what I'm so saying? So as a cop, you must love petty crimes. 
Like if you like, in other words, let's say like yeah, someone's it's like wallet. Bottom feeders, they, they you know they they fill up the uh, yeah because it's easy to fill up card. your quota. You know, it's like yeah, base exactly. hits. Yeah, base hits. Because those are just the easy ones. Like you know some ground idiot balls. Just they call like, them ground balls. This, hey kid, this one's a ground ball. You want it? That's the way they talk to you. The so old I would times. assume if I was personally, if I was like, let's say I was upper management cop. So if I was, I guess, trying to figure out my system for quota for robberies, I would look at how many reports of robberies do we get in this area. How many collars do each of my guys need to get that we could, you know... There's something called ComStat. Right. All right. All the numbers go into a database. And you get compared to what you did last year. So, so you got to not year, perform that month. well. Like, you have to, in your head, know, hey, I can't perform that well. Well, let's say last, last year... Let's, let's say you had, last year at this time, you had uh, your precinct had 30 robberies. Yeah. All right? And now, all of a sudden, you're up to 45. And you still got 10 days later. Right. Something's up. You're going to get called for ComStat. You know your number's gonna come up now. The now the the squad commander's got to go there. He's got to explain. Uh, you know the the the, the commanding CEO of the, the precinct has to go up, and it's not so much. Uh, you know you're gonna get dragged. Do you get? I don't bonus? know if they embarrass yeah. them the way they used to, but the mo the most important thing is like okay, let's come up with a strategy and find out where all these things are coming from and what we're doing to stop it. You mean if they, that's if someone's having too many callers or not? No, enough? I'm talking about uh, crimes reported. Right. Like, let's say last month we had 30 robberies. Last year at this time, we had 30 robberies in this particular precinct. And now we're up to 45. Right. And we still have 10 days left to go. So that that's means you're a, out that, That's a spike. But that, isn't that's that good? That means you guys are better no, 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 at no. I'm talking about robberies committed. Oh, so why are Open robbery cases. People oh, that made so a robbery complaint. And you haven't And now all them. of a sudden, we're up to 45 with 10 days left. Yeah. Now, now it's a spike. So now we, we have the, they have a meeting called Comstat. And it's, uh, I think it's once a month or, I don't know if, it, yeah, it's, it's once a month. And they pull, like, anybody who has a spike in crime around the city and you get called to a podium and all these big, you know, you got to basically answer up. Yeah. Say what they're going to ask you, what's going on? And you've got to have the answers right away. Well, you know, we notice there's a pattern over here at this nightclub that people are getting out. And when they get out, you know, they, they're going around the neighborhood and robbing people. But now we, we what we've done is... We got more late night patrol, and we're 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 covering that area, and and you know we're uh, watching people as they go home and get on the train and get in their cars after this nightclub. We also hit the nightclub a couple of times, ID'd people, shut it down, whatever it is that you do, you have to show them. That you you're need a, you need to have a story. All right, now if you have like a particularly good month, like let's say your quota is two and you busted ten people, let's mm -hmm. just say theoretical, do you get bonus for that? No. So you what almost mean bonus. Yeah. So you got to like more money. Yeah, that's what I well, mean. Well, you're getting more overtime. Well, I, you mean because you couldn't – the hours it would take you to close those cases could You're not be done about in a 40-hour like, More work. work. Every, let's say every arrest gets a certain amount of overtime. Oh, wait. It so, takes a long that, – that amount of time to process that arrest. There's a lot of things that go with an arrest. So you every know? time you make an arrest, I bring you, you know in. I bring you to the precinct. I'm going to have yeah. to print you. I got to take your photo. I'm going to have to talk to you. If it's a robbery, um, I'm going to probably have to do a lineup. But isn't that crazy that if you have, if you're held to, I would think, if your job is, hey, I got to go out and bust two criminals a month. That's my job. I got to go bust two criminals. Mm -hmm. I would think that they would do the math of that that's what a 40-hour work week would, would like, you know, would lead to. It's like if a, if a detective is working mm -hmm. a 40-hour work week here, they're going to bust two criminals. And then, you know, if, I guess if you were going above that, then it would start being overtime. Does that nah, make sense? No, nah, no, nah, it doesn't make sense. They're not a sales office. They're not running nah, the numbers the way that... It's completely different. I mean, yeah. listen, you know, do people come in at uh, one o'clock in the afternoon and want to turn themselves in? 
<laughs> Probably, but that's not a good like, time. He says, "Listen, just like, hey, buddy, I already hit my quota right the, now. Yeah. yeah, I'm a little busy right now. You want to come back at three thirty? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's when I start going like, on overtime. You're just like, hey, man, can you like come in next month? I already hit three collars this, but you're really not you helping see, me out here. The thing is, here. you can grab the collar and just put it in a drawer or save. Oh, the and then process it for the next month. Yeah, well, not not there. When I worked in warrants, you could kind of sort of do that, but. Um, they uh, like in a precinct when you make a collar. It, let's say you had a great month out the gate. You saw yeah. the there was a gang of, of of kids robbing people. And now you got twelve kids. So you 12 got twelve kids. collars. Yeah, you're good. You're good for you're six good. months. You can chill. You can chill. You're a superstar for a little while. Right. You're probably not gonna. You're gonna. You're gonna help your other guys. You know, I'll go out with you. Look for your stuff. You know, I'll catch up. You know what I'm saying? Right. But I'm still gonna catch cases. And then there's like if you have uh, anything with meat on it, if you got a lot of collars already, I and you're my partner, I could say, hey, listen, t- you know, take this one. This one's good. We'll go get this guy. I'll let you have him. So what would be a case that would come across your desk? You're like, oh, I want, I, w- I want that one. Well, like, what's the kind of shit that would happen? You're like, hey, man, I want that case. Something with a name, an address, a positive ID. Because then you just know they're easy to find. Yeah, it's easier to make a collar. You know what I'm saying? You, like, but it wasn't like a certain crime would excite you more than a different crime. I mean, it, anything like you know, it's tough to like to say no because you know there, there is times when you see somebody in bad shape. Like I remember this lady, but the, 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 the my point is that it's never what it appears to be. Okay. So you know, if you want, you go in with a bleeding heart. You know, at some point you you're gonna get a scab and you're gonna cover. You know, it's gonna get covered up and you're not gonna bleed that much anymore. Perfect example. I, I see this lady. She got robbed in the park, five thirty in the morning. All right. Old lady, old black lady. She must have been like sixty five years old, sixty six years old. So I'm looking at her in the hospital, man. And whoever did this to her, man, they fucked her up bad. I was like, I'm man, gonna I want to catch guy. this guy, man. You know. So you I go back. Your gun? I like, go back and then I um, I do a, what's called a victimology. Okay. It's basically uh, you run in the victim, seeing what you know what kind of history they have, yeah. so you know who's making the complaint. And um, I found out that she was a victim of domestic violence on a number of occasions. So, and then I also found out that the perp in the uh, those 61s, those complaint reports were always the same. It was the same guy who basically is like her husband. Right. You know what I'm saying? Who also is her pimp, turns out. And I guess on that particular night, she didn't make the nut. And that's why she was still out there at 5.30 in the morning. And he threw a beating. You know what I'm saying? And that's why she's in the hospital. Which can't make it easier to make the night the next night. No, when my when point your face is this. Is all marked up, like well, yeah. My point is this: it's it's just that here's a case where you assume that it's, some it's little going old to lady. be a lady walking through the park, and yeah. some animal beat the shit out of her. The guy who beat the shit out of her is still an animal, right? But um, you know, Find they're known to each other for yeah. years. He's been pimping her out, and uh, when I come to her with her a photo array, at you know, saying, "Do you recognize anybody in this photo? That is this some somebody that did this to you?" Of course, she says, "No." I'm right? Like, come on. We all know who did this, and she she wouldn't give him up. And so then there's nothing you can do. He just they just go about their life of pimping. She's well. I mean, we we got him on something else, but uh, we we couldn't close. We couldn't get him on that one. Because then the guy's like on your radar, and you're like, all right, he's gonna fuck up, and I'm gonna get him when he fucks up. Well, it's just the guy who's beating up his girl, and uh, 
you know, at first you thought it was one thing. It, there's always more to these cases than than meets the eye. Right. You know, when so you, you read you the never, story in yeah. the paper, you say, "Oh, this poor girl, this poor guy." And then you, when you really find out the facts of the story, first of all, the stories that you read in the paper are bullshit. Reporters show up. Cops don't want to talk to them because they don't want to go on record. Technically, this we believe that we're not supposed to. Yeah. Uh, the people in the street, all they know is rumors and innuendos. So that's who the reporters go to. So you read the story in the paper when you were at the scene, and you know this is completely wrong. But that's right. the story that they're going with. I find anytime I actually know firsthand the information that's being reported on the newspaper, it's just a hundred percent wrong. No, but yeah, because the reporters, they, they show up after the fact. And like I said, cops won't talk to them for the most part unless they need their help uh, on, a, on a big case. And there's detectives that have friends that are, in, uh, you know, reporters and they work together. They feed them information. The reporter, you know, gets it out there in a subtle way. And um, then there's uh, cases you got nothing. All right. So we took a big loop from the fart story. Oh, the fart story was... Well, I want to get that out there. I love uh, that story. Well, at the time, I was a bodybuilder. Yeah. And so were a couple of guys. I, w I used to work in this unit called the Task Force. It was all big guys. Either you knew uh, martial arts, or right. you were a boxer, or you were... Uh, uh, we had a guy who was on the football team, huge guy. You used to look at a lineup. I was, um, I was a bodybuilder. You know, I'm 6'4", 240 now. I was 265 back then. If you were on that, were there like gym access or boxing classes or were there like... There was did all you guys reasons for all, people or? to... We didn't answer the radio. So right off the bat, you're in, a, you're in a good situation. You know, but you had to make the number. What were we talking about before? Right. So whatever the number was, we used to set up checkpoints. People used to get their number. Somebody was on the boxing team. Somebody was on the football team. If they had to go to practice early or come back later, everything could be adjusted and worked out because you yeah. weren't answering the radio. You weren't... So everything could be You can make your out. own schedule. Basically. Exactly. You're not yeah. making your own schedule, but if there's a situation, you're going to go away with the football team to play in England, their football team. You need this week off. You're going to get that week off. Yeah. It's not going to be a problem getting it. Now, if you're on patrol and you happen to be on the football team and you got to get that week off, there's a lot, you know, people got to bend over backwards for you. Yeah. You better be a good guy. Now, um, so we're all, we're all these bodybuilders and me and this guy, John, man, uh, we used to sit in his van and we used to have this game we played, we roll up the windows. Now, mind you, we're both taking, you know, protein shakes, amino acids, um, any pills that you can, you know, vitamins, all this stuff, man. My farts, they, oh, they were disgusting. And the only person's farts who were worse were John's, man. John's were brutal. And we used to have this game we used to play. We used to sit in the van, roll up the windows, and uh, you just couldn't roll them down. The first one to roll them down. It was down, a game of chicken. Lost. It was yeah. a game of fart chicken. And, um, man, tears, sometimes you'd smell it like it'd be so bad. <laughs> tears were coming down your eyes because you're laughing yeah. and you're choking. At the same time, because you can't, you, you, you want to give up. It's yeah. that bad. And then, um, you know, like I remember okay. one time this guy yeah. came to the window, another officer. He was like, what are you guys doing in there? And we were crying, laughing, tears coming down our eyes. Cause, and then I rolled down the window and the smell just hit him. And he was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and he ran away. And then he started laughing, screaming. He goes, what are you guys doing to each other, man? It was bad. So when you guys were playing that game, is it like you're sitting around the office board and you're like, hey, you want to go sit in the van and fart? Or like you're out on patrol in yeah, the we van were, already? We were setting up a checkpoint, a breaking down a checkpoint. And... Um, what, is, what does that mean? It's like a, like a DUI checkpoint? Yeah, we used or? to have... Uh, we used to call it DUI. 
because uh, it was DWI back then. Now it's DUI. Right. So we used to set up these checkpoints. And if you were in the DUI unit, you'd basically be looking to lock up uh, drunks. People have to come through that checkpoint. Yeah. It's unannounced. We're down like a street, you know, leading to a highway that's kind of active, but you can't see us from, you know. And then also there's people, we have a car in the back just for every single person that goes there and makes a U-turn because, you know, they're probably drinking too. And the reality is we weren't really making that many collars off the checkpoint because it was we would set up these checkpoints really early. Remember I told you about you're looking for a car. We worked at 2 o'clock in the morning. Right. Nobody's locking up somebody at 9 o'clock at night. You know what I'm saying? You mean because it's a pain in the ass at 9 No, you're not going to get any overtime. So in other words, you want to get the collar at 1 a.m. Yeah. So like if you're out committing crimes, don't do it at 1 a.m. because cops are looking to bust you to get overtime. We're talking about a specific crime. We're talking about... DUIs. Yeah, DUIs. So DUI makes sure... And the truth is most people aren't drunk at 9 o'clock at night when we're setting up the checkpoint. Right. But that was an opportunity for the people that weren't in the drunk driving unit to get their numbers, which is their their, uh, moving violations, headlights... Whatever's uh, wrong with the car, you know what I'm saying? Um, insurance cards, whatever they were writing, you know, they get to write their summonses. And we meet girls to find out where the parties are. So, okay, wait, wait, I gotta take over. Like, so a DUI checkpoint, that is like the smorgasbord feeding frenzy for cops to, like, basically, hey, we gotta, we gotta complete some quotas here. Somebody's gonna write summonses and then yeah. you find out where the parties are. And how, do you, how does that go? How do you, like, pull over a chick? And- yeah, they, pull, they come right in. Right. And you got to understand, how old are you? 30. 30. Okay, well, yeah, we were young. We were young, like you guys. Yeah. 25, you know, you got some 20, couple 20-year-old 20 cops, 22, 23, 20 right. young guys, man. And, you know, you're in the best shape of your life. Good-looking right. guys. Yeah. You know, everybody works out there. You just run, you got four guys who are surrounding the car. Hey, what's up? What's going on? Where are you girls going? Hey, where's the party at tonight? And they'll tell you. And sometimes we get a house party and we go. Let's go. We go to the house party. And then when, Four or five cops when you guys showed up, were they like, oh, shit, the cops are here? Were they like, hey, it's that guy? No, we would, we, would go, we would come back off duty. Right, in plain clothes. But would they recognize you and be like excited? Like, hey, those random cops. Usually just, the or, guys weren't happy to see us. The girls were. Right. Because yeah. you guys were attractive working. Oh, my God, working. it's the guys from the checkpoint. The cops. Are cops as attractive to women as like fire? Like, they, there's like that firefighter fetish. There's yeah, like firefighters a bit of that. are much higher on the totem pole. Yeah. I mean, they're one notch above us, but that's like a big drop off. You know Chicks why? Love firefighters. I, but I think it's in part because I, I could be way off about this, but <laughs> there aren't too many out. You don't really see out of shape firefighters because of the requirements of the job. It has to do with they're not hurting you. They're always I mean, being cops, heroes, right? They're, they're never they're never being cops are heroes every once in a while, but and the, the other part, rest of the time they're, they're hurting you. Yeah, unless you own a business, and the fire marshals might write you a summons. But the average fireman, if they're not fighting a fire, what do they do? They're chilling. They 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 take off their yeah, shirt. Yeah, they're not they're not going they're around. Tank top, and... They're sitting on the bleaker and with the fire truck right in the corner picking up chicks. Right. They're, they're that not... always amazed me that, that 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 they can just do that. Just park the truck there. You ever see them on Bleeker McDougal? You mean it bothered with you with the fire truck right there wait, in the summer? You bother it bothered you as a government worker that those other ones were able to get away with more not work hours. You're like, this is bullshit. Yeah. Those guys well, really get, don't they, work. They get paid to sleep too. Yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, game. you have freaking rats running around in the police department trying to catch people sleeping. Right. And you go you can go to any firehouse and the, the boss will walk in, there'll be three guys in bed, nobody's gonna say boo. Right. Well, because I guess it's that same thing where like I guess they know like if if they're called upon, it can be a real shit situation. Yeah, I mean listen, the, the fires obviously there's fires that happen, but a lot of times it's the, a lot of false alarms. And nowadays they have to do uh first responder thing. Back in the day, 
They didn't have to do that. They what just went mean? to fires. Well, now it's like EMS will show up, fire will show up, or cops, depending on who's available first. Right. If you call 911. So for a cardiac, oh, there's a guy here in the street. He's not breathing. Whoever's, whoever's closest and available is going to go. Yeah. And if it's, if it's the fire, they, they get to call it. They'll respond. All right. So other than the fart game, what were some other like classic just games that you guys had like on downtime? Because there's cop downtime. You got your time sitting in the van. You got your time probably sitting around at the station. Like what were just the other like stupid little things that you guys did that were, you know, fun like that? Uh, well, I remember we used to have a ping pong table and uh, people got really good at ping pong. We used to have tournaments. Right. Would you gamble on them? Yeah, we put in like five dollars. Okay, Everybody not like crazy money, in. but money. No, but you know you can go through a tournament like in fifteen, twenty minutes. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? And then everybody put in another five dollars. Whoever wants to play, it was it was fun, man. We used to stay after work. We used to finish work at two o'clock in the morning, stayed until five, drinking beer and playing ping pong. Was beer like a spot? Like did- everything that I'm telling you is before the way the job is now. It was a completely different job. I don't know what they do now. I don't know how they are with the quotas now. Everything is much, much different, much more by the book. It was more, it was a better job back then. I feel like every job is just more relaxed. It was just a time when, you know. Listen, was, if there's something to be, if there's something good in the police department, give it enough time and somebody will fuck it up. I think that's. happens. That, that seems to be, I don't know why I've had, but I've, I've been in places where it's like, whatever you enjoy about this, it's going to go away. Used I don't to know. to be wh- able to go to, well, Shea Stadium. Right. Tinny way in which means show your ID, and you could stand and watch the game. Yankee Stadium, too. You can't do that anymore. You used to be able to park in their lot to show the, the cop there. You're, uh, and I don't think you, you can't do that anymore either. There's what so about Madison Square Garden? Thing. Were you ever able to get in? People like- used to be able to go to Madison Square Garden, and you, you'd stand where you, know, where you can only stand. You're probably not going to ask for a seat, but you don't give a shit. You're just grabbing a beer. You're going to grab a gear, beer and watch the Knicks, but you tend your way in. And that's another thing. I, I doubt, I highly doubt anybody's getting away with that anymore, being able to do that. You know, because I can almost see that um, from a business. Let, let's say, just say I own the Mad- Madison Square. I own Madison Square Garden. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, I'd love to have extra cops in here. You know, if, some, if the cops are going to be responsible that if there's a problem, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Then it's almost like a trade deal. It's like, you can come hang out, but if someone's being a shitbag, I want you to help out my security. Those are high like, price tickets, though. You'd be surprised, man. There's very little going on at, at a Nick game. That's probably true. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. That's You're talking about another class of people that are there. That's true. It is so expensive, like it's New York insane. City sports now. It's insane. I had once recently, uh, my, my brother-in-law is like a finance guy. He took me to a Nets game mm-hmm. and they had a box and you could just, it was like an all you can eat kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, dude, I've never, I, I, I drank, I think nine Red Bulls that night just cause wow. I could walk up to a place and get a Red Bull. So uh-huh. I just kept doing that. Uh-huh. <laughs> I went to a, yeah. I went to a, a, a box game too, which was interesting because you know, people like they're inside this box. So we basically we left your office. You left your office, and now you go into. You're basically sitting in. It's a beautiful summer night. You're sitting in another enclosed booth with food, not even looking at the game. I grabbed a beer or whatever. I drink bourbon, and I sat outside and watched the. I'm I'm sitting in the, in the the seats outside in the stadium outside the box, and everybody's like, "What are you doing?" I said, I'm watching the game. What the hell are you guys doing? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So that's it. It was ping pong and farting in vans. There were no other, like, weird cop shenanigans. Like- well, there was a lot of stuff, man. There's, you know, we used to go out. Everybody broke it down different. I mean, you used to, everybody's, like, uh, 
brother and sister and looking out for each other. God forbid something happens. But then there's also clicks. Like I, I fell into the click of uh, Chase and Tail. Okay. So those were guys that probably used to, we used to go out. You know, you went out to, uh, you know, you knew which club was good on what night or what bar was good on one night. Some nights you left a little early. Uh, you took some lost time. Right. You went into your locker. Yeah. You always had two lockers. One was for your uniform and one was for your going out clothes. Right. And then you, you go out. So you had, a, you had a club posse and you guys had the inside scoop as cops. It a posse. On it's like like... In, a, in a group of, you know, 30 guys who work on the same shift or 25 guys that came to work that night or 20. There were five that would go out that three, night. three, four, five, you know. And then you got the other guys that are, you know, they're married. You know, they go Not home. their lifestyle. No. One time this, we used to work with this guy, Billy Man. And he had a guy who was a you know ladies guy, ladies man, an older guy. These are two older guys too, by the okay. way. Okay. Did they get laid a ton? And the one, the older guy, uh, the one guy who was still chasing tail even at his old age. How old was he? Like you were a kid. He was probably he was... like forty five. Which it's, is isn't uh, funny. That's not old. Like it's he, not old. You're twenty. For, that for being a cop, like... it's old. Now when you work with a bunch of you know 25, 30 year olds, and the fact that you're still chasing tail because by forty five you're already married, you got kids, right? And this guy's still going out, and now he, he I'm worked. hoping to hit my chasing tail prime at forty five because like I'm still just not good at it. Uh-huh. Like I, I'm hoping I'm hoping I'm going to ramp up to like a good forty to fifty run, and I like older chicks. I don't think it's going to be a problem in that department, you know. All right, man. That's wishful thinking on your part, but uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a positive thinking guy. Good man, God you know? bless you. Should be. You got to make up be. for lost time at some point. So <laughs> no, I no, feel I like think you, I think you're doing fine. No, nah, dude. I used to be at the old LOL. I used to do well there, and I don't know. I lost. I, I just I lost my touch for it at the old LOL. I don't know why it was easier to like pick up chicks there. It uh-huh. just was. I think the new one. It, it, I think there's a little too much like staff hanging out, and so it's kind of. Uh, I think you're a little bit older right now. That could be true. And then too, yeah. a little, you could see the game unfolding in front of your eyes. So when you get when you're older and you could see it, like you're a football, let's say you're a quarterback, and yeah. you can see the defense now. You know what? Whether you can start doing the ratio of how am I if I'm if I'm going to be able to put pick these girls apart, get one and get over. Right. And by get over, I mean you know get have sex with her tonight. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you can't see that actually happening, unfolding, you're not going in with blind faith anymore the way you used to. Right. So, like, I saw you the night, um, and we were leaving at the same yeah. time, and you had those, like, there was, like, four or five girls, and they were pretty. Yeah. Like, for me, they were annoying, because they're too young, and they eh, talking. I was like, I'll see you tomorrow. Right. I, and I was I was happy for you. I'm like, oh, yeah. go, go get them. And I could see it in your eyes. You, you didn't want to do it. You're like, I, no, I'm not, I'm not really into this. I may follow through with it just yeah. to see, but I already know the probability I'm probably not going to get anything here. You got that read out of my eye. Right, 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 looking right in your eye. I think eye. my eyes give out, to, give away too much information. Just, I got to well, work on You weren't on this. that excited. And then yeah. you actually, you hung out with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And nothing happened. Zero. So Absolutely. you were right in a way. Yeah. You did have fun. Yeah, it was fine. Whatever. It was a pain in the ass, though. Yeah. Because now you got to schlep them down there to your place. Well, what I discovered on that one, the, and this is just, now I know, 100% I just know, if it's a weeknight and my roommate is home, there's no opportunity to bring someone back and get laid. And the reason for that is because I become very not cool because I'm like, hey, we got to be courteous of that guy. It's just the wrong vibe. There's no, mm-hmm. it's just a it's You a can't bring back a, gr- a, a group. No, so I'm telling you, if it had been... If you go with one girl. Well, that, yeah, but even that, like, because I've had it twice where you, you're just, you're kind of like, hey, my roommate's sleeping. You just become very not cool. That's well, but you have your own cool. room, right? Yeah, but they're like right next to each other. So it's what? not great. It's not, it's just I mean, not... You don't turn on your TV when you come home? 
No, I mean not typically. No, I mean I don't. No, I don't. I don't know. Listen, I you know I, yeah. I, I lived with a roommate for a little bit, and uh, well, he lived down the hall from me, but. Um, you just had a system for it. If I had, if I came home with somebody, you know, like I'm not going to go out of my way to do, to wake him up. Yeah, but shit. But I it's gotta, fair I game gotta, at that I point. Gotta, I gotta yeah. get We're both dudes here. Like, what, what's your problem? <laughs> I I honestly think if my roommate hadn't been there that night, I think I could have pulled down one, if not more, than those three. I I got to disagree with you. Okay, lay it on. And the me. reason why ta- is just the numbers. The, the numbers yeah. didn't work in your favor. You mean because it was a three to one? Yeah, man. It's just like you know, you got to be able to do the math. Yeah. You know, I was uh, I was at the Foxwoods, headlining a show. I come out on stage. You see, I did the math that two of them can hate me, and I'll still have sex with the other. That's but what I was thinking. How are you going to get there. that one? How you got to get rid of the other two? Eh, they'll they'll entertain themselves. I don't know. They'll, they'll You're going to pull one out. into the bedroom yeah. by herself. Leave the other two outside. I, it could be done. Yeah, it could be done. Don't get me wrong, but it's it's a tough one. It's, it's a definitely tough one. a tough one. No, I agree with you. Because you get the two of them outside, you got to get them, maybe put on a good movie, then try to sneak her away. Oh, come in the bedroom. I want to show you something. My penis. <laughs> <laughs> I found my penis. <laughs> I haven't tried that move yet. Like, Somebody's been asking about you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What were you saying before? It was. Uh... All right. So let, let me ask you this. Did you get laid more because of the uniform or was like being a cop a cell if you're out and about? Like sometimes you tell people you're a comedian, and that's cool. Oh, it's a ground ball. Being a cop is a ground ball because when you're in a bar and you're talking to somebody, yeah, you know, just to show interest, you're always just like, "Oh, so what do you do?" And then they start telling you, and you know, you feign interest, yeah, and then you're just waiting because at some point she's gonna be like, "And what do you do?" And you're like, "Uh, I'm a cop." And you would, like, always, what? you would always play it that and way, like, like, yeah, yeah, like as if you're embarrassed I'm about a it. police officer. And yeah, and they, you can see them light up. Really? Where do you work? What do you do? It, the worst, the only thing that can go wrong. Yeah. The only thing is if they say, I used to go out with a cop. Then, then it's over. It's done. Run and get out of there as quick as because possible. Because right away they affiliate they you with that They know all guy. the games. Somebody's already dro- bullshitting them. They lied to them. They know all the games. Why, so what, what's the cop bullshit? Like, what, what, are the, what are the tricks? It's a different time now. Yeah. Where we're dating. Right. But back in the day, we used to use a term called getting over. Okay. And getting over basically was setting you, up a scenario where, for whatever reason, whether it's you didn't want to come out of pocket, um, you didn't have much time because you're married and you got kids, Whatever your situation was, you want to try and get over tonight. Yeah, you're trying and to Maybe if it. it's just for your ego. Yeah. Maybe if it's just to say, like the way I used to say, listen, anybody could get laid on the third date. You got to get it the first time. Right. So you could create a situation that puts you in, um, in, a, in a better opportunity. Like, so um, if your goal is to combine all three of those. Okay. Not spend much loot. Right. Um. Get them on the first time, yeah, uh, and be home at a reasonable hour, right? Then you'd probably do. Which, something. Which, by the like, way, why would that ever not be your goal? Like, if you have a playbook that's going to accomplish all three of those things, in other words, you're just describing being a dude who mm-hmm. has good game. That's what, like, you know what I mean? Like, no, there's no part of that where it's like, well, why would I not want to spend more money? Well, this idea of you actually having this conversation, okay, is uh, in this day and age. It's 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 against every single thing that you know. No, everyone just pretends that. Like at we the do, end of the we day, are pretending. Trust me, I have a son, I have a son in college. Yeah, and nobody is Listen. protesting in his frat, and nobody uh, gets too caught up in. Um, 
I think everybody in politics because they're all they're all throwing parties and having a great time. I think everyone should play to their strengths, and I'm sure in the same way, women sit around, and I'm sure that they have their strategies for how do I meet a wealthy, whatever their goal is. We're we're, we're human beings; we have goals, their and we're going to have strategies. Involves yeah, not putting out right, getting getting as much out of this as possible up front, right? Like you know, dinner wise, cocktail wise, um, you know, because if they're going to get dressed up for you, you got to. You got to take I'm them just around saying, town and show off the dress. To sit around and strategize how you want to reach one of your goals, that, that's fucking human nature. They're going to get upset at us for trying to figure out how we can get laid. Well, look at what happened with the um, with all this uh, the the apps and people. The girl, the girls, the um, guys used to try to get over, let's say, on Tinder right away. Yeah, or Facebook, or it was MySpace before that. They wanted to get over right away. Get Come over. over. Such, get over is such a classy term for the, co- the communication. Yeah. Used to go something like this: "Hey, what's up? I think you're really hot. When, you want to come over? You want to meet me somewhere?" Right. And it was all about getting in to fucking right away. Yeah. And girls stop blocking that. So what do they do? They post up on their Tinder accounts. Um, relationship only. Or, yeah, relationship yeah. only. No, no uh, one nighters. Yeah. No easy whatever. Then they put that up. So guys decided to go the other way. And what did they do? They got involved in a lot of uh, discourse before, a lot of text messaging, a lot of IMs, um, and just communicating and talking so much. Now, you're using your charm. What are you doing then? Right. You're basically taking off a little piece of their clothes every single time so that the first time you get together, right. it's like you're we've already, in bed yeah. again. So now you get girls who want to block that. And also, <laughs> if we're not meeting within the, like uh, two minutes, like... Um, you know, two communications. We're not setting up a date. I don't want to do that either. I forget so what the word, name of that is. So they words, cut you off at the pass. So in your head, it's like they're playing a game where they want to get as much date action out of it as possible. Uh-huh. So like they don't want to have conversation before the date because then it's going to cut down oh, on so going much. out. Guys were like abusing it. Yeah. Cause Guys it's didn't like, mind Because he's just sitting there. You're at work or you're right. in a meeting you're somewhere. Just a conversation. And you're just texting this shit. girl. And you're collecting brownie points. Yeah. Because they love to bullshit and chat all day anyway. You're getting all the convo out of the way. Yeah. You get it all out by the time you get to the date. Plus, you're using your jokes. There's nothing left to do, but go fuck. That's it. You already did all the conversation. You thought that by the time you were done. Right. And then it hits you off at the past. Now, that's not good either. We can't do that too much either. There's no getting off right away. Getting over right away. And don't fucking try to talk to me too much either before you're actually taking it. So, what do you find they're looking for now? Give us the insights. You told us that they blocked off these two good strategies because now you're out right now so all right so let's go back in time to uh bodybuilding 20 year old mark DeMeo, sexy as hell out at the clubs pitting on chicks telling them that you're a cop so you were about to tell us the strategy for how you could kind of get what, what was your term get get it over get over get over quick so that you're not wait wait i like the terms it was not not it was it, you don't have to now spend too much a lot there's a it's despicable there's a lot no, of no, no, li- like there's a, a lot of lying going on here i i like i, I it's fine i like all the terms it was so uh, something get, like get um, over the loot not give up too much loot it was uh who doesn't like dinner in a movie right yeah okay so, <laughs> what do you want to do you want to go what do you say we get something to eat we go out to a movie all right uh how's nine o'clock sounds for you or uh, so at about nine fifteen, nine thirty. You can go, listen, I got stuck. My partner got a collie. He made an arrest. I got to help him out. Uh, I should be uh, should be done quick. Give me an hour. So at about 10.30, quarter to 11, you let him know, listen, I'm wrapping up. I'm almost done. Uh, I should be there in like half hour, 45 minutes. So now you're showing up at 10, uh, 11.30. You're not going out. No, you're not going out. Right. You're just showing up with a six-pack and like, fuck, man. We, I'm so sorry. Movie. 
All yeah. the good restaurants are closed. I'll make it up to you. What do you think we go down this? <laughs> let's go down this park, down this road. Nobody goes by and see what happens. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then you fuck in a car while grab drinking a, a yeah, pack, grab a beer. A let's see what happens. Yeah. All right, that that great move. Yeah. I, I want I want more. These are great. Well, that's that's uh, or that was the move. Like that was one of them. That okay, was one of them. yeah. It, it usually worked. But what was your in the bar move? So like when you were meeting someone at a bar and you're like, "Hey, I'm a cop," and like they're they're into it. So like, do do you play up? I, I guess the kind of cases that you work on. I always or? say this: I'm not a big rejection guy, so I don't walk around the bar like trying to pick up chicks. I usually do a couple of laps. Yeah. You know, I get a drink, and I, I would walk around that bar or club a couple right. of times. Let you know the chicks see me, and then I'd find the spot to stand. Okay. Underneath the light. Okay. So it's and then you'd see whatever whatever gathers around you because girls have a way if they if they like you right see like a guy walks into the bar right and he says I'll fuck every girl in this bar except for her like you got to pick one out just for just for your own dignity you, know, you, know, you got to draw the line me. you got to draw the line somewhere yeah and, a girl and there's does, always someone at a girls bar do the that exact gross. opposite okay girls walk in and say they look around they're like I want him and that's it right like they have their eyes set on him. So if you happen to be that one, you know what I'm saying? They're going to find out. I suggest that. That's a great point. That we're basically ranking where it's like, okay, these these three are the ideal. Those three are okay. Mm-hmm. That's my bottom. That fat one is a no. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> You're like, and then, and then as the night goes and you get drunker and drunker, the fat one might start becoming acceptable when yeah. all the other ones work. But yeah. you're like... When a lady walks in, there's no ranking system. It's like, I want that one dude. They find the one they like, and they're going to wait for that guy to talk to him. That's it. And that's it. Yeah. Okay. And then, like, you're over here. Like, you see a hot chick, and you'll come. She's not even looking at you. Right. Every, her she whole doesn't even focus, know that you exist. Her attention is on this one guy. So whatever she's doing. And then you're like, excuse me. Like, you're tapping her on the shoulder almost. And, and she's, she's like, like, whoa, what the fuck were like you? looking at you like, what? And like, could I buy you a drink? She's like, no, get the get away from me right like, you know that's and then like that's rejection you know or she might give you a little talking you know talk to you a little bit but you could just see she's you can just tell they're like yeah. trying to get out of that conversation so like yeah. and mind you this this strategy has its faults because a lot of times the girls that you really wanted they're not going to be the ones that wanted you that night yeah but you just gotta listen i used to call it gathering the moss I okay used to find my spot on the under the light and whatever yeah. whatever is kind of hovering and roving around me for a couple of minutes i know that's my that's for me because you would find th- their way of saying hey i want you to make conversation with me is like to be in your vicinity to, they make themselves available they're yeah, not they gonna come walk over they all of a sudden they standing next to you right so at some point you just look at them and go hey come over here <laughs> what's your name you just start talking to them yeah but i they're there yeah. for you there's you mean no, right? That no was the gamble. only. I've never tried that strategy. I think the tall thing really helps on that. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah, it's a plus for me. I gotta, I gotta get, I gotta get after them. Yeah, hide his tits, bro. I, I thought that's the best way. It's just it's, it's having tits. big titties. Yeah, the they taller just, you are, the bigger tits you got. <laughs> all right, what's the best sex you ever had in a uniform? Like met someone out on the job, closed it that day. Like they're just like, hey, you're a tall cop. Let's fuck in your van. I never did that. You mean you never had sex in like your uniform at all? No, I don't think so. All right, not that I can recall. Okay, I give you a good story. Please, nah, fuck it, I won't. No, 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 that sounded like a good one. You can't hold back on me now. I'm, I'm wearing you down. I'm serving you some peels. No, I want. What, what, give me the thought you just deleted. That sounded like a good tale. Uh, shit. All right, it's after a parade. Parades. I hate working parades. I would think parades are the best. It's fucking horrible. 
everybody's having fun. Oh, and you're not allowed to drink? No, it's just that everybody's having, you know, you're at, you, it's like being you're a bouncer. I always hated that thing where, you know, you, I'd rather be just be hanging out, having fun than, yeah. you know, standing here and making sure nothing bad happens, you know? Okay. So after a parade or something like that, uh, I always like to go out, kind of make my own fun. Okay. On this particular night, whichever parade it was, none of the guys wanted to go out. I, I said, fuck it, I'm stopping off for one. There was a bar by where I used to work that was kind of sort of pretty cool, a little happening. On this particular night, it was fucking dead. I think it was it was the Halloween Day Parade. All right. I'm on the Upper East Side. I'm at this bar. It's not happening. I'm having my drink. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just fucking, I'm just going to go home. Bailing now. All of a sudden, out of the corner of my eye, I see two girls walking past the bar outside. Just I see them through the glass. They're in Hooters costumes. Hooters. Okay. Girls. And I look at them. I'm like, wow, those girls are fucking hot, you know? And uh, I kind of sort of felt like, you know, they looked inside the bar too, but it was hard to tell. And they just kept walking. They didn't come inside the bar. So I'm like, damn. So uh, I'm gonna re getting ready to pay for my drink, you know, wrapping it up. And I see uh, those two girls came back in. So I'm looking. I'm like, holy shit, there they go. And they're walking. They look like they're coming right up to me. And then they kind of sort of make a left that he knew the other people at the table there. So they start talking to those people. Oh my god! Still, they're not here for me. As soon as I'm getting ready to leave, and I turn around, I just pay my bar tab. They're standing right behind me, looking to order. So, um, somehow we struck up a conversation, and the topic of like, "What are you? Are you here?" I think it was something as simple as like, "Are you here by yourself?" So I went into the story real quick, man. I said, "Oh yeah, you know what? I'm a cop. I worked Halloween uh, parade. I don't really like. I like to have fun too." I thought that usually this part is better. And like, oh my God, you're a cop? Boom. You're good. Yeah. So now we're, we're ordering drinks together. So um, then I go, what do you girls do? And then um, smartest move I ever did. Always. Uh, they're like, take a guess. We're in, we're in the medical profession. Take a guess. I go, start off right at the top. You're surgeons. They look at each other. Their eyes open up. Oh my God, how did you know? Like, we're studying to be surgeons. We're doctors, and we're both in the... I'm like, you just tell you. Whatever the fuck I said. <laughs> Great line of shit. So in the middle of talking to these girls and charming them, some freaking idiot comes out of nowhere and just jumps right in the middle of my conversation. I don't even know this guy. Okay. He starts, like, comes over with his drink. He starts talking to the girls. So I'm like, you know, now it's all four. It's the four of us. I'm yeah. being cool, though. I'm not going to tell the guy to get out of there. You yeah. know? I figure I'll pick one. So... um same exact thing happens with them. The, he, the girl, he says to the girls, what do you girls do? And they say the same exact thing. We're in the medical profession. What do you think we do? And he says, nurses. Oh, and he's they're like, get away. Brilliant. They literally pointed their fingers and said, get away. Get out of here. And the guy was like, what? And they're like, go, leave. We don't want to talk to you anymore. And he, he had to leave. Okay. So now it's me and these two girls, right? So um, long story short, I don't know which one. I, I, I couldn't tell you how I picked one of them out. Right. But... I wound up walking one of them home. And the deal was that if our roommates were out, we could go, go inside and yeah. walk her upstairs. She goes in, wait here. She goes in, comes back to the door like five minutes later. I'm sorry, my roommates are here. I'm like, all right, don't worry about it. No problem. We'll hang out again. And she goes, let me walk you to the elevator. I was like, cool. So she's walking me to the elevator. And you know, if you've been in an apartment building, like every apartment has a number on it. Mm-hmm. We walk by, says one door has no number on it. So in my head, I'm thinking, 
That's the freaking uh, the service, you know, where the custodian puts all this shit, the slop sink. So I just push, I check that door. Sure enough, it's the slop sink. <laughs> so we go inside that room. I, uh, I took care of business. And then... Uh, that's the best. And then you just right. get, to, you get to walk away clean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, I'll see you. Bye. Never saw that girl again. Couldn't tell you her name. Couldn't pick her out of a lineup. That's the best. Yeah. The absolute best. All right, I got a couple more um, cop-specific questions. And then I can't hold you too long. You got 11.30? Yeah, what time is it? I think it's like 10.23. Yeah, okay, what time do you think you get? Like 10.45? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, So we just had the midterm elections. I, I don't... I Dude, I was looking at the lines, mm-hmm. and I talk... Pol- I mean, literally, I do three hours of po- political... Po- I was looking at those lines. I was like, does anyone care enough about this that they'll actually stand in one of those lines? Like, Well, it's, especially in New York. I mean... Because you're focused on you're Republic, anything. Yeah, if you're a Republican yeah. standing on that line, you're pissing in the wind. And if yeah, you're a Democrat, it's what's like the fucking, point? Yeah, who gives a shit? Now, when it comes to local elections, do you guys have that union voting block? Like, do they tell you, hey, this is the way we're I voting? I got a letter from the DEA telling me uh, two of the people to vote for. Yes. And and then do most people like kind of go with that recommendation? Yeah, I would imagine so. Because the idea is like the, we've worked. These are the guys a, that are representing our cause, yeah, exactly, and so yeah. this is who we're going to vote yeah. for. And that's the way it works. It just you get a letter saying these are the guys that these were, are the people that we are endorsing. Very cool. I, I mean, it, it's interesting to me that that um, actually exists. Uh, all right. Next is I was watching this really funny video of this dude who fell through. Um, like he was in a Waffle House. I don't know how he, he just fell through the roof. People yeah, like yeah. tried. Those are great, aren't they? Oh, do, yeah, I love all those. Yeah, me too. What are some of you have some great stories? I love the one about um, you know, getting the guy uh at the uh the laundromat around the block. Uh-huh. But what are some of like the weirdest you know arrests or like situations? I had a guy one time. He was stealing tuna fish. Okay. He'd go inside delis, bodegas, and just steal tuna fish. So he'd go in with like a hooded coat on. Take like four, five, six cans of tuna and then run out. And he did this to maybe five or six places. So it right. became like a pattern. And we get we named it the tuna caper. Okay. And then um This finally, was top priority. Finally the guy strikes at my precinct. You know? And um You're like, fuck no, you want to steal tuna fish downtown. They got spooked. But not he's up in here. there. He's in there, yeah. he's uh filling his uh hoodie up with tuna fish, and the guy sees him. Uh, owner of the store sees him so he goes to approach him and he gets spooked the guy who's stealing the tuna and he runs out and the guy's chasing him out yeah come back come back so now he's nervous he's getting chased and he sees a car sitting there that's running it's a livery car a tlc car he gets back then there was no it. uber it was it was um like a black car service yeah and that guy who owns the car is sitting there he's talking to three other drivers you know a couple of cars ahead that's where they used to park when they get their coffee yeah at night when it gets slow this guy's running out with all the tuna, <clears throat> and then he um, he sees this car there, and he decides. Um, um, he tries the door; it's opens. He jumps in, and he takes off, and he almost runs the guy who owns the car over because the guy's right. like, "Hey, what are you doing?" This guy didn't drive too well. Um, he gets on the highway on the West Side Highway, <laughs> and he's hitting every car he could. Man, he could probably caused like four or five car accidents. Yeah, and he's smashing off the guardrail. All the way down till he gets to about 56th Street. He's like fully he, committed to yeah, this tuna He makes faith. a left. Yeah. And he just drives the car right through the window of this building. Five, I think it was 560 West 56th Street or something yeah, like okay. that. Yeah, okay. It's uh, epically stupid for stealing tuna fish. The freaking car is sitting right there in the lobby of this building now. It drives right through the glass front doors. Right. And he's sitting in the lobby. And the guy runs out. He disappears. The video in the place sucked. 
Like they had video, but the guy had a hoodie with his back to it. So we got nothing. Nobody could describe him other than every other description that we had, which is a generic, like a male black between five foot eight because he didn't see his face. He's got this yeah. hoodie on. Um, we dusted the, the steering wheel for prints. There was no prints. Um, but I went into the car when the tow truck came and the guy was like, hey, do me a favor. Can you uh, put the car in neutral for me? They wanted to tow. Now they're towing this freaking car. This Lincoln Town car out of the lobby of this yeah. building, so I go. I'm a, I'm six four. I, I gotta move the seat back so I can at least just put it in neutral. Press on the brake and put it in neutral. And I hear a crunching sound behind me, and I dig into the back right there to see what the hell it, I just did. And it was a can of tuna. And uh, they still happen to be there, you know, with the dusting. I said, "Do me a favor, check this." And sure enough, there was a thumbprint on that can of tuna. Right. The guy took it put in the thing when he's got into all these accidents must have flew out of his pocket wedged itself underneath there so now we got this thumb print and he got, he got arrested before so we had a picture so you know, you know a, who he is now we know who he is right but he's homeless but he's also checked himself into a shelter right so i go to that shelter and i pick him up and it's like five o'clock in the morning man he's getting dressed and he can't believe that i got him and he keeps asking me yo man how'd you find me so at some point i go to him charlie sent me Charlie is the tuna guy, Charlie Tuna yeah, from yeah. Starkist. Yeah, okay. But he didn't get it like you didn't get it. Yeah. And all day he keeps asking me through the whole arrest processing. This guy was annoying. The amount of time he I like fingerprinting him. Yo, for real, man. Yo, yo, which guy is this Charlie, man? Where's he from? So I would make shit up. I was like, he would say to me, yo, is it Charlie from 121st Street? Charlie Go? And I'm like, nah, nah, it's not that Charlie, man. So we got this thing, and then finally, I'm getting sick of this guy. I thought you meant Charlie as a Vietnam re reference at first. No, Charlie, like, Charlie Tuna. The, 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 Charlie I know you're Tuna talking about. Yeah. So finally, after about like five hours of this guy asking me who this Charlie is, I just lost it. I fucking freaked out. I'm like, dude, there's no fucking Charlie. You fucking asshole. <laughs> you're my age. You know who Charlie is? Charlie Tuna. You fucking idiot. Stop yeah. asking me. And I'm like really getting pissed off at him, you know, and he's getting scared. So he's like, yo, yo, calm down, man. Relax, bro. Yo, yo, yo. It's no big. I said, you're fucking annoying, right? So I put him in his cell. <laughs> I'm calming down. <laughs> five, five minutes ahead. Yo, one more question, officer. Detective. <laughs> I said, what? He goes, that Charlie. He's from... <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't let it go, man. He just couldn't wrap his head around <laughs> so he that Charlie didn't exist. Somebody, somebody, Charlie gave him up, man. Lesson learned. All right. Now, here's my last question for you. I've had... I've had some close run-ins with cops. It, always like drug shit. Like, um, just I the amount of times I should have been arrested. There were probably five like incidents where it was shocking that you know just nothing happened. Just like one mm -hmm. time I had drugs in my pocket. I was just like you know on painkillers or something. Got pulled over, running the stop line. Guy didn't mm -hmm. realize. Just let me go. Another time in high school, we were on a beer run, and we had. Like I had three friends sitting in the backseat of my car holding a duffel bag that probably had 150 beers in it. Got pulled over. Cops just let us go. Another time in high school, I was in a uh, like uh, I was picking up also I was such a delinquent kid. I was picking up beers at like a uh, fake ID. So drunk, I like broke a six pack, and there were like co the cops walked in right when I like broke the six pack. Mm -hmm. Not like I had a bunch of those. Just nothing happened. Now mm -hmm. I know. I think I I've learned a couple things in terms of 
how to kind of get out of being pulled over. First is, I think I have a bit of a doofus face that if a cop looks at me, he's just like, I don't really need to give this kid a hard time, especially when I was younger. I think like as you get less cute as you age, you have less of that. But mm-hmm. I think like when I was youthful, I kind of had like, eh, it's not a rotting kid, whatever. Like, I'm not yeah. going to give this kid shit. But I also found one of the things that's really important if you're dealing with the cop is right away, you want to tell them kind of, your, your st- when I mean story is they kind of want to know why are you here mm-hmm. like especially at night like in suburb areas you can get pulled over late at night they just want to know why you're out at one in the morning and you just got to let them know right away like hey just got off work I'm going home just left you know what I mean like they just kind of want to know because yeah. I had that at stand up New York years ago once me and my friend were sitting on like a like a stoop smoking weed right when we finished the joint undercover car come like pulls up like we're walking we're lucky that was it that was the only pot we had was that joint that we just finished right when we finished we're walking up the street out of nowhere undercover car comes out five guys pop out of the car surround ideas give us your idea like in our faces luckily we had no weed on us anymore so mm-hmm. like it didn't matter but even that one like they come down instantly like hey what are you guys doing in this area i work at stand up new york just finished a set we're walking around headed home in a couple minutes i found that like that's big is like yeah. right away like hey but what I guess what would be your tips for and I want to kind of run through some crimes, but like generally speaking, I guess the scariest part with the cops is you never want to incriminate yourself. And you guys have like those tools like the first you can just lie to someone like, hey, man, I'm on your side here. If you got like some drugs on you, just mm-hmm. give it to me or like gets you around to search. You guys have a lot of like those little tricks mm-hmm. um, or like I guess what I'd be most interested in is what's the most respectful way of if like, you know, you have drugs on you or drugs in your car. A cop wants to do a search. To what's the most respectful way that you're not going to end up with a bigger problem to be able to go like, officer, I'm, I'm kind of in a rush unless you have a warrant. There's nothing here. I really don't want to waste your time or mine. I'd rather just be on my way. Like what, what what's like the easiest way to kind of answer I mean, the someone? idea of saying I'm in a rush. I, I wouldn't say that. I mean, a time stops right now. Until I give you permission to leave, you are detained. Yeah, I'm stuck. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was detained, dude. Can I tell you, that was the craziest one. I was once stoned out of my mind, dropped off my friend, I, 12 a.m., and I, I got pulled over from a, by a cop and pulls me out of the car, detained me for 25 minutes in his cop car, searching like my car, found nothing. This was weird. He let me go, and he didn't give me back my ID. I had to get out of my car, walk back up to his window, knock on the window, and be like, excuse me, officer, can I have my license back? Mm-hmm. That sucked. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know... Uh... <laughs> As far as uh, cop interaction, you know, I always thought, think to myself, whether it's cops or anybody who's in position of power yeah. in that uh, instance. For example, you're at the DMV, and you know the way they have four or five, six different lines that you could be on. And uh, you might be on the wrong line. Now, if you go up to that lady, uh, for some reason, it's always the worst person that you've ever encountered in your life. Just yeah. angry at the whole world. And um, people go up to that person with an attitude. You're finished. And I, I never understood that. That never works. You need this person right yeah. now. But you're such an idiot that you don't even know how to communicate with somebody. Like your attitude is just going to get you in worse, more trouble. Right. And when I tell people that, um, they get upset. Like, oh, I don't have to be nice just because he's the cop. You're right. You don't. But you're Unless you want to kind of sort yeah. of get out of this situation. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It never. I've never seen a situation where being rude and obnoxious or being confrontational works in your favor. You know what I'm saying? You're testing the authority Niceness of the guy always with is, authority. It's not going to work. So it's the first thing I'd say to anybody. Um, listen to what they have to say before you talk. Um, 
an, you know, answer the questions and uh, that they're asking. I'm not saying tell the truth. Uh, if somebody asks you, do you have drugs on you, and you know you have drugs on you, no, of course not. No, no, I don't know nothing, officer. I don't do drugs. I don't want nothing to do with drugs. You know what I'm saying? Have you been drinking? Absolutely not. First of all, it's not the FBI. And cops are used to people lying to them all the time. That's, right. That's, you know, it's, it's just a fact. Every single person lies to a cop every single time. And you're not going to get in more trouble for lying, so don't even think to be honest. No, There's trouble, no reason to. If they're going to go through and find your shit, it doesn't matter whether you told them the truth or lied anyway at that point. And they're expecting you to lie, so like, don't think you're getting out of it by being like, yeah, there's drugs in there. Yeah. Yes. And like a lot of times... It's their job to ask, and it's your job to be like, no, officer, I would let's never... Say, let's say for argument's sake, I'm driving a sergeant around. Yeah. Pull, and he goes to me, pull that car over. I don't want to make a collar. I know everybody else that I'm working with, nobody's looking. I found out already. You know, everybody wants to go home tonight. So when I pull this guy over, I'm like, you don't have anything on you, do you? No. Instead of saying no, he goes, no, I got a shitload of cocaine in the trunk. Now you have oh, to make fuck. a collar. You're almost like, fuck me, dude. Well, I'm driving to sergeant. I'm probably not going to, we're probably going to go over the radio. He's going to tell the sector car. No, but in, the, in your head, you're like, why did you say that, buddy? Yeah, exactly. Like, I just wanted to go home. I wanted you to go home. Like, yeah, yeah. what the fuck's your problem here? Um, What else could I tell you? So, okay, but let's say you're in that situation where... You you have something on. You got something in your car, and cop goes, um, "Do you mind if I search your vehicle?" No, I don't want you. No, just say you no. I don't want that. If they have to get a search warrant, search warrant, then go ahead, go get it. But what's the best way to verbalize that to the? cop? If you know for a fact you got nothing in your car, it's yeah. a, like I know I got nothing in my car. It's a rental yeah. car. Okay, I have nothing in there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, go ahead, search it. I don't care. But if it's your private car and you're not a hundred percent sure, yeah. You know, let's just say it could be a freaking uh, who knows? A folding knife. Yeah, who knows? They found in the trunk. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, who knows? Fuck, that's why I'm being detained right now? Because yeah. you found the, a, a knife in my trunk that I let you get in? Right. No, I don't want you searching my trunk. But so what? But what's the easiest way to say the officer? Like, no, I, 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 I uh, officer, I decline being searched. Yeah, exactly. I refuse to search. Well, then I'm going to have to get a search warrant. Well, like, officer, okay. respectfully, yeah. you, do, you do what you have to do. Yeah. I'm going to call my lawyer. And that's, oh, when you say that respectfully you do what you have to do, I'll, I'll call my lawyer then. Yeah. And then most of the time the cops just going to be like, all right, I don't really want to deal with this. Or they'll be like, hey, this is worth my time. It's up to them to figure out how they're going to get out of it. But, what is that? At that point, it's 50-50? Yeah. I mean, listen, if you, you're calling, the, listen, it's a game of uh, show and tell right now. You're calling the guy's bluff. How bad do you really want to do? You really want to sit here for three hours? Is that how long it's going to take for them to get a judge? Who knows what uh, time of the day it is. Right. You know? Typically speaking, like, let's say you get pulled over at 2 in the morning. What is your probable cause to search this car? You can say that to them? No, but that's the question you got to answer. You mean... Why uh, are yeah. you stop? Why did you stop this car? I stopped this car for a defective taillight. Right. So because of the fact that the guy said, I don't want you to search my car, that's what's giving you probable cause to search it? Right. Or did you see a magazine clip right. on the seat? And now I got a, a you know, a sixteen round, empty magazine clip. But what about like if he's to like, believe that the fire, where is this gun? It's not in the. It's let's not say in you're the, you're in like a southern state, and they just go, "Hey, the car smelled like weed." I don't know. You could come up with a million and one scenarios, but what I'm telling you is that you know, politeness goes a long way. Okay, so I want to make a quick run of some potential crimes that people might be interested in committing, and you tell us. You got the inside scoop. I was reading about that uh, that cop who just started like a prostitution ring, and he knew that if you like made the clients get naked, 
then they would avoid, uh, the t- I guess, undercover cops are not allowed to get, or, like, touching genitals is, why did I say genitals? Like, we're in fucking court. Like, you can't grab a cop's dick, so they would always, like, make I didn't read sure. read that part. What does he do? I, I, so I, 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 I read this article maybe two months ago, but I think part of it was people getting naked before entering, like, the brothel. I guess maybe if you're an undercover cop, you're not allowed to get naked. Or the other one was grabbing someone's dick. I think if you're a cop, you're not allowed to, like... I guess either grab people's dicks or have your dicks gro- grabbed by it. Like, so he knew that there were certain things that the undercovers weren't allowed to do. So uh-huh. he made that part of the procedure for, you know, getting in and out of the brothel. Well, a lot of times when you go to a brothel, what they do is you come in and it's for a massage. Yeah. So if you're going to get a massage, they bring you over to another place and you're going to um, take a shower. Right. You're going to disrobe. They give you a robe. You put all your uh, personal belongings in some p- pencil case. Yeah. But if you got your firearm on you, what are you going to do with it? Do you know what I'm saying? Right. If you got um, your shield on you, what are you going to do? All of a sudden, it goes inside this 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 pe- pencil case, the clear ones. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of different things like that. Um, as far as um, actually having sex with the girls, um, I, I don't know what the rules are. You probably, as far as them touching your genitals, I mean, they can do that. What, what are you going to do if you go inside a... Uh, a brothel uh, and she touches your dick what, what, what are you gonna do so i was more bringing the, like just to get the inside scoop so let's say you beat someone up and you want to get out of an assault charge like you're an angry dude people pick fights with you and you want to hit someone what's the, like hit and run like you want to get the fuck out of there like how do you kind of what let's say you just got into a fight with someone you beat up someone pretty good uh-huh. deserved or undeserved what's what's your first I don't know. move i don't know if you can get away with what you used to get away with because every place has cameras now and if, if there's not cameras affixed to a, a location, a business, a residence, then somebody in the street is, is recording you. So as far as getting away from the cops, those opportunities, they're not, they're not out there anymore. If you're going to uh, assault somebody, you probably, you know, if you're in a small town and a dirt road somewhere or the back of a building where you, you know there's no cameras... That's your, I guess that I would. So imagine. if you're assaulting someone, make sure really that you're a in a place camera. Where you can go. That's not. There's no cameras. Right. I mean, there's cameras everywhere. And now with, listen, how bad are you going to assault this guy? There's going to be. You're going to prepare because you're going to leave DNA behind. If you hit him, yeah, is your knuckle all going to open up? And you know, all of a sudden, like you're bleeding from just knocking the shit out of this guy. Did you? Did you? Did you cut your hand open on the zipper of his jacket or his belt buckle while you were beating him up? You know what I'm saying? So you would say also same for murder. You just got to make sure that you're away from cameras. Yeah. I mean, listen, I don't have to be a detective to tell you that. There's so many different TV shows on now that you can watch. Cameras are everywhere. Cameras are everywhere. All right. Thank you. So anything you want to plug? Uh, Mark DeMeo, he's got great cop stories. Uh, I'm working on it. I have a a new show that I'm working on. It's called uh, Off the Cuff. It's going to be my new one-man show. I'm hoping to take it to Broadway. Sweet. Yeah. Where you Briglia, Michael it. Briglia, he's, he's inspired me. I saw his uh, thing right yeah. around the corner from LOL, as a matter of fact. And uh, I was like, you know what? I got to do this. So I had a show called 20 and Out. This is like, there's going to be some of the, some, some same stories, but there's going to be at least another half hour, 45 minutes of new stuff. We're going to cover everything. Stories in the paper. My take on some politics. Jokes, though. Jokes. You're going to have to listen. And they're going to be clever. I'm not just going to spit out what I believe. Ah, this is what I believe. Ah, Take it. (laughs) All right. Thanks for joining us. Have a good night, everybody. LOL. (laughs) LOL. Thanks, buddy. Thanks.